the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Mark and Alan Salem. Andy and uh, my wife and my granddaughter, Josie, have decided to go shopping. Junkin'. Junkin'. Oh, that's right. It is junkin'. It's just flat-out junkin'. They go garage sales and all that kind of stuff. Nevertheless, 602 0-8-0-9-60. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. And while you call in, we got five lines, so it's not like you're the only one, but you can call 602-508-0960. Harker's Automotive is at 38th Avenue and in Indian School. It's a really great shop. Bob runs the shop, and his wife, Ellen, runs the front. But Bob, between Bob and Jeremy, it's probably one of the best duos in the entire valley. If there's 10 shops that have two guys that are just smarter than heck and they have a wide range of experience, then certainly Harker's is one of those guys. Jeremy and Bob can do amazing things. I'll tell you a real quick story. So a guy brings a BMW and says it's blowing water out of the vents. So when he turns on the air conditioning, it blows mist of water and, and water he can feel. So the estimate from some other shop was $1,000 or more. So he called me, and I said, we just take it over to Harker and just let him look at it. So inside, underneath the glove box and behind the glove box on virtually every car is a cavern where the condenser or the evaporator for the air conditioning sweats. Well, the water is supposed to fall outside the car. There's a drain there. So they put it up in the air, and it's full of water. So they stick a screwdriver up through the drain, and all of a sudden they're completely covered with water. So they know the drain is plugged. And they also know that they got to kind of clean it out a little bit. So oftentimes we'll take a something that blows a lot of air and we'll close off all the vents and we'll blow into the vent instead of coming out. And then that way we're blowing into this box and we're cleaning out. So they take the vent off, which makes the hole a little bit bigger, and they fix it. And I think the bill was less than 200 So it's it's that kind of shops that I put in front of you. And Harker's, that's an example of Harker's, exactly what they did for a customer that they had never met before. So it, it really doesn't have any difference on how most of us, well, how the shops, the best car repair shops in Phoenix. I don't know anybody who charges a newbie more than an oldbie. It's true that we're probably going to extend courtesies to someone that's been doing business with us for 20 years that we may not uh, extend to the person um, who's there, you know, for the first time. But when I talk about courtesies, I'm talking about minimal stuff. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we have a caller. That would be Gail. Gail, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a 1998. Chevy S10 with a 4.3 V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, it doesn't happen all the time, when I start the car up, it lurches forward. Sometimes it's, yeah, I mean, on, on an incline, other times I'm just flat on the ground. So it lurches forward, it feels almost like the engine is jumping up, and it'll actually move forward, and then it's like it drops back into parking. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're in park, your foot's on the brake, and you start it up. 
and the and the car kind of lurches forward an inch, five inches, ten inches. It it may it's probably more like an inch, but it just feels like everything is jumping up off the engine mount. Okay, that that wouldn't have anything to do with it. All those engine mounts could be bad, and it wouldn't be what you're talking about. The symptoms of of bad engine mounts are completely different than what we're describing right now. So let me ask you another question because you did say something about a slope. Does it? Is there a difference between flat ground startup, nose of the vehicle down, or the butt down? I'm I'm showing three different situations here. Does it happen in all three of them? It's only when the usually when the butt is up. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Butt is butt is down. Head. Okay. Heads up. I'm not quite sure I'd worry about that. I can't answer your question, but I'm not sure I worry about that. When we have a car that's not level. And we go to start it. There's we have to somehow or another disengage the transmission either to drive or to park, and that's always going to be a rough transition because the load of the car. If the butt's down and we put it in drive, then we got to take up a little bit of slack before we start moving the vehicle. So if you had bad motor mounts, you'd have a clunk on a hard acceleration. If you had bad motor mounts, then you'd have a vibration through the seat of your pants or a vibration through the steering wheel that would go away when you put it in neutral. Ah, okay. And so if you you don't have the vibration in reverse, you're idling, your foot's on the brake, and you put it in reverse, flat ground, put it in reverse, then you put it in drive, and there's no vibration, you don't have bad mounts. Okay. All righty? All right, got it. Thank you, Mark. You betcha. Good luck to you, Gail. Thank you. Okay, we got a, a, what would you call that, a surge? A startup no, surge? No, I would say, oh, uh, I don't know, maybe a hick, uh, lunge? Yeah, that, that one, yeah, lunge is fine, because we always write this down, because if somebody calls back, we can identify who they are. Okay, we got another caller, Gil? That would be Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I've got a 2013 Dodge uh, crew cab pickup. It's a two-wheel drive, and I've got I've got a pinging when I changed when I'm shifting into gear or changing directions, and I thought it was a U joint. And um, I actually had it in the shop eight months ago, and they replaced a ring and pinion in the rear end, and they checked it out, said the U joints were all good, and um, they're not sure whether where the sound is coming from. And um, do you I don't still have concerns me? Do you still have the same noise you had after a ring and pinion? Yes, yeah, yeah. In fact, it was happening before the the. I I heard it when the ring gear popped, you know. But it was I was having that same sound before the ring gear popped. So, but I'm. What? What? Why did they replace the ring gear to fix the symptoms you're talking about? No, 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 no. Um, I had uh, I I I. Uh, Evidently, the pinion, the shims had gone out of the pinion, and the pinion had shifted, and it blew the teeth off the ring gear. Okay. And okay. Uh, so I had it in for that. But at the same time I had it in, I told them I had I didn't have that sound of that pinging sound. Like, it sounded like a U-joint plopping in there, you know. Yeah. And um, they checked it out and said, no, it uh, it was fine. And um, actually, they made, I, I guess, they said maybe the... Um, the end of the drive shaft where it goes into the transmission that those gears maybe were a little bad were a little loose at 213,000 miles and that maybe uh, that sound was transmitting through the aluminum drive shaft but it's no concern that I 
Des- describe What's this that? noise again. You said a pinging noise. Yeah, it's it's a it's a ping. It, it's a metallic ping. So, like somebody hits your drive shaft with a hammer. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So when and and you get in and you start it up and you're in park. The noise isn't there. Right. You put it in reverse your drive, and then you have the noise. And it's not consistent, but it's forty uh, percent of the time when you change direction shifting. And usually not starting out probably, but if you've been driving and I'm going from drive to reverse or reverse to drive, you know, make it a J turn or something, and and that's when you hear it's make changing directions in the transmission. Okay, I'd have to hear it. Yeah, it's just it's, well. Let's let me let me let's talk about all the options here. Was this a noise you had before the differential was rebuilt? Yes. Yes. Okay, and it's the same noise after the differential was rebuilt. Yes. Okay. The reason I ask you that is, is, is because the slop in the ring and pinion could be causing that ding. And so I needed to make sure that this wasn't why they replaced the ring and pinion, but you had the noise before and you had it after. The only way that I let my guys check U-joints is pull the damn shaft. We can all look at the U-joints and we can shake the drive shaft and we can do all that magic crap that we were taught by the old guys but that doesn't guarantee anything. So you got to take the shaft off. You got to put it on your workbench, and you got to take that U joint and go north and south and east and west. You'll feel it if it's bad. Now another thing huh. you could do, if you wanted to, this is dangerous. So you, obviously you have to be sure. Um, get your wife to lay underneath the truck, and you 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 get inside. Get your son or whatever. Get your neighbor. You just got to make sure you don't run over him. But what you're going to do is you're going to start it up, and you're going to go from reverse, ding, and go to drive, ding. The person underneath, if I was underneath and Alan was in the driver's compartment, I'd be touching the drive shaft on the back. And that's not going to spin because you've got your foot on the brake. So all you're right. doing is reverse, neutral, drive, neutral, reverse. So I'm going to touch the drive shaft on both ends. I'm also going to look to see if there's any excessive you know, turn on drive and then turn on reverse. But I really think that this isn't going to be that tough. Now, the only other thing could be is you got the idle too high. So if it, the idle is up high because the thermostat's gone, so the engine thinks the engine's cold, uh, the cooling system's cold, so the engine brings up the RPM because you took the thermostat out because you, you thought it was running too hot, all of a sudden we're shifting from reverse to drive at 400 RPMs than we normally would, and that will cause that noise. Huh, okay, well, that makes a little sense, too, yeah. But yeah, how about this? I, uh, Do you have a vibration at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour? Not at all. It's smooth as can be. Okay, then it's then it's not anything in the drive shaft of, of significance. Um, I would okay. think that you want to check the idle, and in drive you should be around six between six and 700 RPM. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get the, get that checked then. So, okay. yeah, and, and I'm not too worried about the rear end work because the shop it was up in Idaho, but the shop that did it, um, they're a very competent shop, and they did have the drive line out because they were working on the rear end also. And okay, and um, so I, I kind of have faith in them, but um, I I just they didn't have a clue, and they drove it afterwards, and they said they actually heard it. And um, but, but you drove uh, all the way from there to here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this isn't anything that's substantial. I'm, no, it's been going on for a year. So. Okay. It, well, well, the reason I, I didn't want to disparage your shop, but I just, here's what I hear a lot. 
I took it in, and they said that the ring and pinion's bad, and I had this noise. They did eleven, twelve, fourteen hundred dollars worth of ring and pinion. Then I still got the noise. How do you handle yeah. that? You know what I mean? Right. So I ask you in a nice way, and you clarify. Sure. I had it before and after. So it's just that's the embarrassing part. We had a customer come in the other day that had spent $800 to take care of a noise, and she still had the noise. And mm. so I'm wondering, why don't you take it back to the guys who took your $800? And she says, "Oh, I just take don't. another eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, that's why you always ask for your old parts back. So you yeah, can go and back. Yeah, they did. And, they gave they gave me back, and the ring the the ring was missing three teeth, and yeah, the pinion was in bad shape. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's your but, wife's fault. Anyway, she, it's yeah. because she was driving the thing, and she knocked those three teeth off. It's guaranteed. Yeah, right. So. All righty. Well, listen. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you very much. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and, in rare cases, fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it twice a day. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it in the morning and before dinner. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it, and share it with my doctor. Nearly one in two U.S. adults have high blood pressure. That's why it's important to self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. It starts with a monitor. Now that I know my blood pressure numbers, I talked with my doctor. We're getting those numbers down. Get it, slip it, cuff it, check it. Talk to doctor now and share it. Be next to talk to your doctor about your blood pressure numbers. Get down with your blood pressure. Self-monitoring is power. Learn more at manageyourbp.org. 
brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. The following program has been pre-recorded. The mechanic raised up from under my Welcome back, everybody. Let me just push some buttons here and figure out what the heck I have to do. P. Huh? P. I know. I tried, tried P, but... Oh. Um, um, now, how about we do that? There you go. I was doing there it. There we go. All right, 21 minutes after 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here with Alan Salem, and we're both at your service. Um, let me tell real quick, talk about a really great shop. Folks, in 1988, I started my list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. It's the list of today. I know every single guy who's run these shops. I know them personally. They have my cell phone. I have theirs. Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, is no different. I've known Tom since 1983. So if you need quality workmanship, excellent excellent customer service, a fast turnaround time, and someone who will listen and then diagnose your problem and give you an estimate, then Action Auto Repair. He does oil changes and everything else, but he's really good at this is what it's doing. Can you tell me what it is and then how much to fix it? So Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Let's go to the phones. Lauren, you're up first. Uh, good morning. A couple Come of quick on. questions. That that thing you were talking about with the air conditioning, I heard quite a few years ago, I'm one of these old guys as well, I heard that when you got your air conditioning on before you get home, turn the compressor off by hitting the AC switch so that the system will dry. Uh, is that possibly what you were referring to? That's that's certainly one of the old wives' tales. He, here's the deal. You're right. Um, on the low side, we're running 30, 40 pounds, and on the high side, it depends on the air moving across the grill as well as you know what the ambient temperature is. But, see, it doesn't really make any difference if you shut the compressor off manually or if you turn the key off. It, it's the same. It's absolutely the same. So if you push the button, compressor comes to a stop. You turn the key off, compressor comes to a stop. It's the same thing. So, but doesn't, one, it dry, doesn't, doesn't it dry the system if you run it just with fan and no air compressor going? Um, well, if you push the button to turn off the air conditioning compressor, isn't that what you're talking about? You turn the compressor off, and who cares about the blower? No. No, the blower's still blowing, but it's not blowing cold air, and the theory behind it is that it's drying out the system. The reason I ask is I got a brand-new 2019 Ford Edge, and just recently, and I'm going to be taking it in under warranty, when I turn the compressor off, if I don't need the compressor on, and just have the fan going, I'm getting a real, uh, not a musty smell, but a, a putrid smell coming out of the air conditioning system. Okay. What you're talking about is is on a humid time frame in Phoenix weather, we're going to have the condenser, which is behind the glove box, swept. Yes, and, okay. And, and, and you're right, but you might be the first person, Alan, when was the last time you heard about a musty smell out of an air conditioning vent? Well, not not typically. I mean, if if we get a flood car yeah. or if we get well, something. This, this, this is like a sour smell. It's a, it's a putrid sour. It's not musty. It's sour. Okay. And like Are you a brand running... new car. I ordered the car. Okay, are you running it in max or are you running it in normal? 
Normal, normal. Okay. Um, normal is taken outside air, or actually inside air, and, and, and we, you're getting air from the outside. So if you're smelling something, it's coming from the outside. But maximum, we recirculate, like air conditioning at your house. But normal is a swamp cooler. Outside air, come in, and we cool it. Now, if you've got a putrid smell and you think that you're growing mold on the condenser behind the glove box, then all you do is, is don't go to maximum anymore. Run normal in your air conditioning. Don't go to maximum. That'll dry out the evaporator case and put you back where you want to be. How many miles you got on this thing? Okay. Oh, 6,000 miles. Car is new. It just started this. I mean, have there's, you, have there's you no blows, miles. Have you just, in, just out of curiosity, inspected the cabin air filter? No, not yet, because it's new. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I just didn't know if that was and, and, and it's only, and, and it's only occasional. It doesn't always do it, and it only does it when I turn the air conditioning, turn, push the switch off, the light goes off, and it's just outside air. Because I don't need the air on, I just want a little bit of circulation air. Sure. You'll get this putrid, sour smell coming through the cabin, real, real distinctive. Like, okay. it, it hits you like like a brick wall. Huh. All right. It, the only thing I can tell you is I don't think I'd take that in right now. I'd wait till I got 10,000 miles on it or so. You can call up the okay. service writer and tell him, hey, make a notation that I've got this putrid smell, but I'm going to see. Okay. Because we don't have any idea if we're getting a smell off in a condenser or the evaporator that's brand new right. or the box it sits in or whatever. We've got a lot of possibilities. And as long as okay. it blows cold. but. But for the time being, if you think you're too wet in the evaporator case, then just run outside air, and that'll dry it up, and you'll be fine. So, yeah, all righty. Okay. Did you have something else? My last, what, what, one last question. Is it worth rotating tires, or is this just another way of shop making money? What's, is the benefit of rotating tires? Oh, that's easy. If you don't rotate your tires, your front ones will wear out at halfway of the back. Now, the front tires also wear on the outer edge because you turn right and you turn left, and we lean the tire out. So you're going to wear the outside edges of both front tires. We need to give those a break. So we put them on the back. We put the backs on the front. The bracks are square. Their tread is square. So now we're going to start wearing that outside edge. The people that, let's pretend that the tires are going to last 40,000 miles. People that don't rotate them need fronts at 20. Virtually always. Perfect. And I'm using round numbers here. But, no, you have to rotate the tires. Besides that, here's the deal. The guys should check the brakes. They should check the DOT to make sure the tire's not 10 years old. They should look for nails and stuff like that. And and then they're going to check the inflation. That's what a tire rotation is. Those are all good things. Those are all good things. Okay. All righty? Perfect. That's all I okay. need to know. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Ed, how can we help you? Well, I have an oil pressure issue. I have a, a 2004 Chevrolet truck with a 6.0 motor. And when I start it first thing in the morning, I have about 20 pounds of oil pressure. Then as the truck warms up, it's the operating temperature, it goes up to over 40. Okay. So that's always, it's always kind of contrary to what I thought, you know, that it higher high oil pressure when it's cold and then it thins out and you drop your foot. Mine's kind of doing the opposite. How many miles are on it? 230,000. And what oil are you running? What weight? Um, I think it's 530 or 1030. It's whatever okay. the truck's supposed to have. Okay. I, I don't think I'd worry about that. I agree that normally we have more oil pressure when it's cold and and then we lose a little but your 20 to 40 pounds is is within the okay range 
There's no question about it. It's okay. Now, if the oil's real thick, then we can bypass the filter, and that could change the oil pressure. But you got oil pressure, forget. And another thing else is we also have an oil pressure switch that may give you a different reading, hot and cold, and we can also have a gauge issue that might be out of whack or out of spec. But if it's 20 in the morning and you're not rattling, and then it goes to 40, uh, you know, you and I can go to Washington, D.C., and I won't take my AAA card. So I, there's, I think those okay. are notorious. I think those are notorious. I'm trying to figure out how that would um, do it for the oil ring, uh, the oil oil pump uh, pickup tube uh, O-ring uh-huh, going uh-huh. bad on those. I'm trying to figure out if how that would how that would affect the uh, the the oil pressure without going you know starting and then going lower when it's not picking up oil pressure. The O-ring's above the the, the level of the oil, so it's yeah. going to suck air. Yeah. And and then if you drive it and you shake the vehicle, you'll see the go up and down, yeah, up and down, yeah, because yeah. the O-ring's above the level of the oil. Right. Now, to diagnose that, do you know how to diagnose it? Uh, not offhand. Okay. You just overfill the crankcase and go drive it. Get the, O-ring, get the O-ring underneath oil. Then all of a sudden, boom, everything's okay. Then you drain the oil, and you got to pull the pan and do the O-ring. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, you, gotcha, but yeah. you're right about that. So really and truly, Ed, I wouldn't be dealing with that. I wouldn't lose any sleep with that at all. I think you're just fine. Okay. All right? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. Uh-huh. And um, I have another caller, which is Lee. But, Lee, I can't get you because I'm, I'm 20 seconds away from my 30 break. So if you just stay right there, you're first, I promise. Anybody else, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Alan Salem, my son, Mark Salem, we've both been in the business for a very, very long time. I'm an ASC master, and he is ASC certified. So 602-508-0960. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The Senate Judiciary Committee takes aim at the Supreme Court. Committee Chair Dick Durbin. Ethics cannot simply be left to the discretion of the nation's highest court. All this and more. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. 
but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Drug cartels are now targeting children by distributing rainbow-colored fentanyl pills, powders, and blocks resembling candy and chalk. Learn more about how One Pill Can Kill at OnePillKilled.org. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. The following program has been pre-recorded. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of... Um, shoot, i got to push right the buttons. Okay, let's start again. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I'll turn off my speaker so there's no back feed on that. And we promised Lee we'd get to him. Lee, go ahead. How can we help you? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, I talked to you the other day about people with motorhome tires and air. Anyways, the guy with the dry shaft ring. Uh-huh. I had a friend of mine back in the day with Peter built, and he had a ring in his drive shaft, and we could never figure out what it was. It turned out the drive shaft had a minute crack in it, and every time, you know, you change direction, you know, drive, uh, forward to reverse or whatever, it would go ding, and it sounded like a bell. And it was his. It turned out they took his drive shaft out and inspected the heck out of it, and found a crack in it. So, but you're anyway. right. You're you're you're. I can see exactly. Now, here's I'm thinking out loud. I'm not saying I'm right. If you went and put the drive shaft on the bench and you took a ball-peen hammer and you just started at one end and you did the 12 o'clock and then you rotated a quarter turn and you hit it again, I wonder if there would be a difference in the sound as you lightly tap that drive shaft as you got close to the crack. That's kind of well, how it be. Yeah. You know, it would be like a, a high-pressure gas cylinder. We always ring test them. Okay. I hit them with something, and they go ding, and if, if it's got a crack in it, it goes duh. You know? Yeah. It's dull sound. You can so tell might, But I remember his drive shaft, uh, you could actually, when you really looked at it and cleaned it up, you could actually see the little crack in it. 
Yeah, yeah. How old are you? Did he say me? Yeah. Uh, I'm way older than you are. I'm 73. Well, and the reason I ask you is because I wanted to pay you a compliment. Um, you, you clearly have been around the block a couple of times. You no, clearly yeah. use the words that we understand and that we use ourselves. So you have become part of Mark's posse of gray-haired guys that know a little bit more about cars than the younger guys that have just graduated high school. So that's yeah, cars, that's what I cars, what I, and, cars and big trucks and uh, <laughs> and uh, expensive ass motorhomes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you my big truck story. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. I, I've got a Volvo with a 13 liter, 11 liter, something. And um, so I said to my son, you know, I, this thing's really, really quiet. So I need you to kind of give me a little bit more noise. So he says, okay, uh, Dad. So, okay, I take the. I, I I'm taking a big trailer with a with a tractor on it, and I'm going to go to Payson. And we aren't even out of town, and my wife is madder than hell. And she says, this thing is way too loud. And I say, okay, honey, when I get back, I'll talk to Alan. So we're, we get up to Slate Creek Hill at the top of Mount Ord, and on the way down, I hit the Jake break, and I mean to tell you, she went crazy. And so I had to downshift and just kind of go down easy because I couldn't use the Jake break. So I come back and I say to Alan, listen, whatever you did is not going to work. We need to go to plan B. So he says, okay, okay. So then he gives me something, goes, Dad, this is in the middle between where we started and where we ended up. And I said, okay, it is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So I say to him, tell me what you did. And he goes, well, on your old muffler, we just hogged it out. <laughs> and it was straight oh, through. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. That's wrong. Yeah, and, and so I, I said to him, you know, I wish you would have talked to me before we did that. But I, that's the first time I really understood what kind of noise that thing can make with a Jake break on? Well, the thing is, it's uh, you know, it, it depends on the size of this. Uh, you know, guys that back in my day were Hot Rod and Peter Bills and Kenworth, and it depends on the diameter of the pipe. Uh, if you five inches, still got, yeah, you probably had five inch uh, yeah. pipes on yours, and the amount some. So it's weird. The amount of flow going through them uh, for that little pipe, it makes a heck of a racket. And, yeah, I can understand. I had a buddy of mine at a V12 Detroit with small stacks like that. And you couldn't stand next to the thing, you know. But you take, you know, like you take a C15 uh, Caterpillar and put 7-inch stacks on it straight through, mm-hmm. you know, twin stacks. And it has a beautiful tone to it. You don't get any of that rattle and clackle sound, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, You're right. You know, hey, don't, uh, you know, blow I and t- black smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took the uh, sleeper out of the back. Is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Don't say illegal on this show, okay? Just stop that. <laughs> I took the sleeper out of the back, and then I made a. I had a motorhome place put a wraparound thing with seat belts for my grandsons and stuff. Now they loved it. <laughs> But my wife, oh, who yeah. was sitting up, uh, you know, in the shotgun seat, uh, she made it really clear that she's not driving in that truck anymore. But nevertheless, thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Um, so when we now have that was Lee, right? Right, Gil? Okay. All right. We got Kenneth. Kenneth, you stay there. We'll get you right on the other side of this.
Mike Gallagher sees them coming for your rights. That's what the Second Amendment is about. And what you're saying is so important. We have a right to defend ourselves. And and sorry, you're right. They make it all about the AR-15, the AR-15, the AR-15. They're not going to stop at an AR-15. They they don't want you to have the right to keep and bear arms. They're anti-gun across the board. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround Phoenix right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround Phoenix today. Tune in to Cover Your Assets with Logan Marcus. So being a fiduciary at its heart really just requires that you to be effective, responsible, communicative, and competent. Get on the right path to achieve your retirement goals. This is something that we'll want to customize and talk to you about specifically, tailor make it to your circumstances. Tune in to Cover Your Assets with Logan Marcus, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's its their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. 
The following program has been pre-recorded. Well, welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Real quick, let me tell you, we have a best car repair shops list that has been on since 1988. You can apply, but you have to hit all the markers. So the filter eliminates probably half or even more of the people that apply. But it's not that they can't later do that. It's just that they're missing years of service and stuff like that, ASC certified technicians. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, that family, Thompson's and Vivian's, have been in the business in Mesa since mid-60s. So Brian and Thelma, from those two different families, they've been around cars, they've been around gas stations, they've been around car repair for a very, very long time. So Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa that Mark Salem says is a good shop and promises you it's a good shop. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and once you bring, meet Brian and Thelma, you'll understand why I like them as much as I do. Let's go to the phone. Kenneth, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Okay, thank you. Uh, I have a uh, 2006 Grand Marquis that I just purchased from a private owner, and uh, I noticed when I fill a gas tank, uh, when it comes empty, I fill it, and then the... Uh, Gauge still shows empty on the thing, and then uh, and eventually it works up to full again, but no problem. And the uh, last time I filled it, which was last week, it was on empty. And I filled it up, and uh, and it still shows empty. And then pretty soon the light comes on that it says it's empty, and and this this kind of stayed there the last week or so. So. Okay. It's, it sounds like to me there's a there's a there's a a float in the tank with a long arm and the arm uh-huh. goes to a rheostat and so as the arm goes up and down the other end of the arm hits these piano keys so to speak and uh, that's what gives you your level I'm thinking that it's not a bad connection because it's definitely tied to where the fuel level is actually at if it was an intermittent problem, it had happened from low to middle to high and everything in between. So the only fix on this, I'm going to guess, is drop the tank and replace what we call the sending unit. Oh. Now, inside that tank, how many miles are on the car? 83,000. Okay. If you've never done the electric fuel pump, then you get two jobs for the price of one. So if and i'm pretty sure your 06 is fuel injected and the fuel pumps in the tank so when you go in you do the sending unit and the fuel tank and you've hit a home run cuz you don't do them separately so if you've got let's say $300 to go in there well you only get 300 one time and you do both things my suggestion to you was cuz of the age of the car 06 not necessarily cuz of the mileage if you're going to go into the tank do both the pump and the sending unit now i got one other thing for you Go to a Chevron station and buy a bottle of Tecron, okay, and put it into your fuel tank. And when you drive it, kind of shake the car around and stop abruptly and take off abruptly. And I want you to mix that. Sometimes there'll be a green moss kind of stuff, like if you don't brush your teeth for a week. And that Tecron will clean up those piano keys, and all of a sudden it'll work. Try it. You have nothing to lose but six bucks. It's called what, Tecron? Techron. Okay. T E C H. More question? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, I was on my way to California recently, and I had called to get a oil change from you folks. And your lovely daughter said they were booked up, and I was leaving the next morning, so they couldn't 
they couldn't handle it. And uh, I guess it was your lovely daughter. How many lovely uh-huh. daughters do you have? Uh, I've got I've got one that answers the phone. Actually, oh, I, I have two the, daughters, but I asked one. the one, and they couldn't handle it. So I went over here locally because a sticker says it was due for a change, and I used a blended. It showed blended on there. Now, this guy told me that uh, he has two prices, but the coupon is $19, and I know the other one without a coupon is $24. I checked with you folks, and up to you, was going to run approximately 50s. But anyway, uh, he's, I said, well, what's the difference? He said, well, we don't, have, we don't sell regular oil. Every oil change we have is a blended. Is there, does that make any sense to you? That they yes. Th- Wonder yes. without telling you. Um, I, well, this this whole oil thing is in flux. Let me explain. You have conventional oil. That's, that's about a that's twenty right. to twenty to twenty five dollar oil change. Maybe let's go do this twenty to thirty, so I include everybody. Okay. Yeah. Then you got a blended oil, and the blended is conventional blended with synthetic. But that's what my uses. You don't know if it's a ten ninety, or you don't know if it's a fifty fifty. Uh-huh. So no one can answer that. Now you got the synthetic that's seventy some odd dollars. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal: Kenneth, the mileage intervals to change the oil is completely different. For instance, conventional is three to five thousand miles. Semi-synthetic is five to seventy-five hundred miles, and synthetic is seventy-five hundred miles to ten. So, how many years? How many miles a year do you drive? Oh, probably eight or. Seven or eight. I'm 90 years old, so okay. I don't drive too much. But I, but, but I suppose around uh, eight to ten, eight to okay. ten maybe. Now think about this: you're eight to ten thousand miles. Why don't you change your oil once a year in April before the summertime? Uh huh. And you can go all year long without another oil change. And 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 I would do the same for my father. Yeah. So you're at synthetic or at the semi-synthetic or the blended oil. How often are you going in there? Two, three times a year. Well, I just got the car with synthetic. Of every, my other car was always just uh, every 3,000. But okay. what blows my mind, the sticker says, and he tells me he put synthetic because he doesn't sell regular oil. Every oil changes with a, a blended or regular oil. Uh-huh. He put a sticker on there, 3,000 miles. And, and I says to him, I said, well, if it's blended, why don't you have 6,000 miles on there? He says, oh, it's just a good idea to keep Changing your mile, you change every three thousand, no oh. matter what you got. Don't good you, idea for them. Don't don't you say the name of that shop, okay? Really? Don't say the name of that shop. I, no, uh, I, I, I told them that was the last time I show up there. No, I say as I called, I called you folks because I just got okay. the car and I was going to bring it in, but I I was the next day I was leaving for California. I understand. And, I understand. What were you going to say, Alan? No, I was just going to say he said the guy said it was a good idea to change it. Yeah, it's a good idea for them. Exactly. That's exactly what I would say. Thank you. Because that's wrong. That's wrong. We would like to see you every 3,000 miles for a $75 oil change. That would be great for us. We get to clip you both ways. But the idea is is you should tailor the, the quality of oil to the customer's driving. I can't tell you how many elderly lady and men in Ahwatukee and Mountain Park Branch to do business with me. And we've got virtually all of them on synthetic oil. Once a year, that's it. See you later. That's it. So well, yeah, well, your daughter said the same. They were just booked up by the time I decided I better have the yeah. oil changed before I 
Took this new car on a California trip, but I understand. I understand. Well, just if I can give you some advice, Andy is the go-to person. She usually answers the phone anyway. Just give us a couple of days' notice, and you might say, "I'd like to get in the morning, and I I want to wait for it." Because we like those kinds of people, because we just get them in and out real quick. Yeah, now, okay. if we find something wrong, you're there. We'll walk you out and say, "Hey, this is something you'll need to address in the next, you know, five thousand miles." So, having a customer there during an oil change is kind of a benefit. But I got to run on, Ken. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you very much, Bobby. You're up. Hey, Mark. Um, I got a couple of questions. I got a 19 Subaru Outback, and when I start it up, when it's you know cold in the morning, I get a pretty loud rattle from the engine for about five seconds. Is that normal? You know, I'd have to hear it, but I think it's under warranty. So I think to get it in writing, which I think is your best, you take it to the dealer and you say to them, um, I want you to let it sit overnight, and then I want you to start it the next morning and tell me what I'm hearing. Because now they have to write that down on a a repair order, then they have to answer on the repair order. Now you're safe because if 10,000 miles from now they say that it needs a new motor and it's your fault, then you say, wait a minute, I had these symptoms a long time ago and they said it was fine. So, and, and that's that's self defense for car expense. So the answer is, is we need to hear it. But the guys that are going to hear it are going to not charge you for it. So the warranty kicks in at that point. So I'm not going to tell you to go to another shop because you have to pay for it. So just take it back to them and tell them to start it cold in the morning. Now you had a second question. Oh yeah, I got a 13 Mustang with only fifty thousand on a you know GT, mm-hmm. and the uh, talking about the air conditioning earlier. It doesn't seem to blow as uh, cold as it used to. Is that normal with that many miles? Yeah, yeah. We we probably we tell people a lot that three or four years you come in and let us use our electronic. Now we're not the only ones in town that have the electronic dipstick. There's lots of shops, but bring it in. It's cheaper that way. Here's the thing: I'm going to take out 20 ounces of, of, of refrigerant, just clean it up, and give it back to you. I'm not going to charge you for that. So in the old days, hey, where are you guys located? Well, where are you at? And I'll send you to a shop close by. I'm in uh, up on I'm in Scottsdale, up on Via Linda and Shea. Okay, go to Blackwell, Blackwell Automotive, 40th and, and Greenway, 40th and Greenway. Well, what about Blackwell. you guys? We, like we, where you, guys are. you can come. We're at Warner and I-10. The name of the shop is Salem Boys. Warner and I-10. Okay. Yep. All righty. Hey, thank you. Thank there, you. Okay, Bobby, thank you very much. Talking about car shops, I'll give you two of them, and they're on kind of the other side of the world from one another, and they do different things. Auto Dynamics is a shop that's in um, Sun City. They're really, really good at what they do. I've known Chuck since 19, the late 70s. He opened this up in 1982. Um, Chuck is now retired, and Derek is running the shop. So if you're anywhere in Sun City, the only shop that I recommend is Automotive Dynamics. It's a homegrown kind of auto repair shop. It's on its second generation, and as it normally is, the second generation is a little better than the first and that's in my case as well. The young kids do things that I'd never thought about doing. So Auto Dynamics is on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. Now, on the other side, up north, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-rated shop. They work on diesels. They work on their diehard diesel guys for service repair and parts. 
They work on both foreign and domestic, but they're not the big trucks. These are what they call light-duty, light-duty diesel trucks. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, but what they're really, really good at is working on diesels. However, if you live up in that area and you have a Honda or a Toyota or a Chevy, Ford or Chrysler car, they'll also do some of the basic maintenance on that. So they'll do oil changes and tire rotations and stuff. They're well qualified for all of that. But it's a great diesel place. They know what they're doing. And this isn't their first rodeo, so to speak. Gil, we got anybody in the wings? We have Lenny. Lenny, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah. Hey, hey, Lenny, I need you to call back because your, your connection is just terrible. Either that or your wife's playing the drums in the background. So just call me back, 602-508-0960. But I think what he was talking about is he had a gas gauge problem where it was intermittently low or high and it was unexpected. Um, it's really easy to what you need to do, Lenny, if that's the case, is first of all, let it get as low as you can as with respect to fuel. And kind of look, notice where the gauge is at, then fill it up and see where the gauge is at. A lot of people say it only goes to three-quarter or it only goes to half even though it's full. That really helps the repair shop, and that's going to cut down the diagnostic costs associated with that if you can at least do that. Another thing you can do, if you have a 20-gallon tank, fill it up and run it down to about 15 gallons based on your mile per gallon, and then it should be in the appropriate spot. So a 20-gallon fill-up at 10, it ought to be half. Help us with that, and that will help us out altogether. My son, Alan Salem, is sitting here next to me. If you have a question about a diesel truck, a performance item, a lift, lower, tires, wheels, he does the happy work, we call. That's right. And uh, and so electric uh, steps, you do yeah. those as well? Tell yeah. me what else you do. Uh, anything. Lots of, lots of diesels. Okay. Um, lifts, wheels, tires. I mean, you know. And I see sand buggies back there. I see Jeeps back there. Yeah. I see um, quads back there. I see all those kinds of stuff. So we can help you out. We can guide you. All you do is call Alan at Salem Boys, and he'll help you out the best you can. My name is Mark Salem. I've been around for, uh, well, since 1979 working on cars. I'm an ASE Master Tech. And I'm here every Saturday um, between 10 and noon, and we're talking about cars. My email address is mark at salemboysauto.com. Mark at salemboysauto.com. And I answer all the questions, and if you'll leave me a phone number, I'll do my best to call you back. That's quicker sometime. So I'm Mark Salem. He's Alan Salem. Thank you for spending your Saturday with me, mark at salemboysauto.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.